0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What?, I'm Dana, or the DHK as I'm known in many circles, and I will be your host, and we are going to be watching three different films this week. They are all available on streaming from the comfort of your home. So please take a listen and then stay tuned because we're going to have lots of exciting reviews and interviews with special guests and all sorts of fun stuff, and now completely available to you as a podcast. So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. This is going to be an evolving experiment, so please absolutely give your feedback. And without further ado, here's what we're watching this week. We are watching three different films, starting with Bill and Ted Face the Music. And Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are back as Ted and Bill. And it's been about 30 years since we've checked in with our most excellent stars. And those 30 years have not brought a lot of progress. Not in a bad way. Not in a good way. It's just... This is basically the same film that we have seen before. And I feel like it's stuck in this weird position where, if it had been anything super that had super deviated from the template we'd seen before, the super nostalgic audience who was really looking for that kind of Bill and Ted hit would be upset by it. But by the same token, it means that a new audience who might not be the biggest Bill and Ted fan and might not be super familiar with the references or with the kind of cameos or the little Easter eggs might not be as enamored of it because it's. It's not bringing anything new to the table, but it's expecting you to be familiar with these characters. It does a bit of catch-up, but more or less it just throws you into it. So for me, who someone who's a casual Bill and Ted person, you know, I am aware of Bill and Ted. Obviously I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. But it's not one of those films that I personally go back and watch again and again and again – this was not eh, for me. It's fine as a background watch, I would say, but the fact that it's on streaming, I think, is actually a good thing. If this had come out in theaters and I paid a bunch of money to go see it, I don't know how I would have felt about it. I think one of the most interesting updates is that see, Bill and Ted are, thankfully, they did not have them play their younger selves. They are now age-appropriate and they have families and they each have a daughter and their daughters are played by Brigitte Lundy-Payne and Samara Weaving. And I think they do. those two do an excellent job of channeling the characters of Bill and Ted as the progeny of Bill and Ted and basically, they get to go on their own kind of adventure. I think there are a lot of Easter eggs and moments that fans of the originals will appreciate. But as someone, again, who needed a refresher or more of a refresher than the film provides, I was just kind of ambling along. That's the that's the biggest thing about this thing, right? It just kind of ambles along. I'm actually now afraid to go back and watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because I'm afraid it'll ruin it for me if it doesn't hold up. And that's for me personally. Again, I know there are people who are huge fans of these movies. Again, I think because it is coming out in this content drought people are going to watch it people are going to enjoy it to a degree but it's not going to go down in the history books as this amazing you know I can't believe they got they came back and these characters are back etc etc spectacular feat it'll just kind of be eh so for me because this doesn't touch on that nostalgia factor for me or that you know loyalty affinity and as much as I love all the actors involved like I love Keanu Reeves right such a great just character person actor etc whatever but it this wasn't for me and it wasn't meant for me and i think the biggest challenge is if you're a super loyal fan i don't i don't know where this will rank for you but just be warned that you're gonna get the same stuff but they're all gonna be a little squishier and meltier and you know it's it's basically the same plot you've seen before and maybe maybe you're better off just watching the original Just putting it out there. Just a thought, but if you enjoy it, more power to you. I personally am only going to give it three out of five. We're also attempting to watch this week Get Duked, which is a British slash Scottish film that came out on Amazon Prime today. And the good thing for this as well is that you're not paying extra for it. Uh, you are probably paying extra for Bill and Ted, but this one is just included with amazon prime and the premise is these four kids in get dumped in the Scottish Highlands to go on this kind of adventure challenge survival mini challenge you know team building map reading, et cetera et cetera. They are not the most outdoors oriented kids. They are sort of lads or wannabe lads to a degree. I think there are going to be some challenges if you are not familiar with UK culture. There's no adaptation here for an American audience. And that's totally fine, right? It shouldn't have to be. I think the weirdest part to me is that Eddie Izzard is in this film. There are definitely points where it's supposed to be Eddie Izzard's character, and you're like, oh, he was clearly only available for maybe two days of shooting, and so it's like bad stunt doubles and voiceover, et cetera. And I love Eddie Izzard, and I think he's such a great actor, but I I had to think to myself, what are you doing in this film, Eddie? The, the dynamics between the kids are fine. It's a somewhat juvenile film. I don't think it's attempting to be anything more than a juvenile film. There are a couple kind of sweet moments in it, but ultimately, again, I'm not the audience for this in a very different way. I think if you are maybe a fifteen year old aspiring to be a cool kid, maybe you'll relate to this more. I think this sets up a similar tone to something like Good Boys, which came out last year where although that was really young kids and and that sort of just that, that sort of camaraderie that sort of bizarreness and then there is a whole i'm just gonna it's in all in the trailer, but there's a whole weird the hunt most dangerous game aspect to this that. That's where it gets really weird, and there's a lot of drug references, not in a bad way. I have no problem with that, but it just got – there were a lot of kind of absurdist scenes as a byproduct of it. So watch the trailer. I think that will give you a sense of whether or not this film is for you, and chances are it's not for you. I feel like, again, it's for kind of a – not even teen, but like kind of preteen aspiring to this level of whatever even though it's rated R I'm only going to give it 2.5 out of 5 but that's fully acknowledging that it's not meant for me the last thing worth watching this week and this is actually worth watching is you cannot kill David Arquette and I didn't know anything about this film going into it and then I watched the trailer and I went holy cow I have to watch this movie I'm so excited watched the movie was even more excited and now I'm probably overhyping it and I'm sorry but I'm not so I was completely unfamiliar with the fact that in 2000 David Arquette actor David Arquette and this is a documentary but that actor david arquette had uh, entered the wcw which again i i learned a lot during this film i learned a lot about wrestling uh, that david arquette won the wcw which was a competitor to the wwe world heavyweight championship and it was a kind of cross promotion with him promoting his film ready to rumble and wrestling fans took it very 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 seriously as they tend to take most things And the fallout from it was just – it lasted years and years and years, and I had no idea. For me, David Arquette never fell out of the cultural zeitgeist. I hadn't exactly kept track of him, but I wasn't aware that he'd suffered – you know his career had struggled a little bit as a byproduct. And this film goes into all of that, and it's just things I never, ever would have expected. And so I was absolutely riveted. As someone who has friends who are very into wrestling but knows almost nothing about it personally – it, was, it gave me a lot of insight into their lives and their fandom and how seriously they take it. And I was, you know, I was lucky enough to talk to David Arquette about the film after. And then I got to talk to my friend uh, Jimbo on his podcast about it because that's. I. this is just how much I like this film is that I want to talk more about it because it's such a weird pop culture moment catalyzed in time with a very watchable subject who just puts it all on the line. And I will say as fake as wrestling storylines or as manufactured as they are there is clearly an athleticism required to compete in wrestling so it is not fair to say that even professional kind of WWE performance wrestling is not a sport i will absolutely say that without fail but th- this is it pulled back a curtain that i didn't realize i wanted pulled back and so i highly recommend you check it out you can also it, interview with David got weird and fun and he's just a very watchable charming character. He takes it super seriously, but I think there's kind of a joy in being along for the ride with him. So I am going to give You Cannot Kill David Arquette 4.1 out of 5.